Welcome, everybody, to episode 37 of the Post 20 Podcast. My name is Evan. I'm joined this evening by my two co-hosts, Matt and Trevor. How are you guys doing today? Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing lovely. How about, how about you? I'm good. <laughs> Tired, man. Matt, Matt was looking for a big morale booster from last episode, I guess. Feels like we were coming in feet dragging. Yeah. Just the, the the dog days of summer are here, and I think uh, I don't know. I'm I'm ready for the fall. Honestly, I really am. True. I'm tired of the summer. I mean, it hasn't been much of a summer really, anyway. Um, I'm just ready for fall, for it to be quiet. You know, fires come back and just hang out, and have a couple beers. I I can't even tell you the last time I drank a beer was. That's yeah. I was gonna say you 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 got your worker boots all the time, man. It's mo- It's been months since I've even like sat down to drink a beer. Because mm. I know if I'm gonna have that's, one, that's I want to. I want to have fifteen. You know. Oh, maybe yeah, maybe well. you're not. Maybe you're an alcoholic. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't. I, I can't. Kidding. I don't wow. just casually. I can't like casually drink. I gotta binge. I, I'll drink really? once or twice a month, and I'll just drink as much as I can. That's like the freshman, That's the freshman mentality right there. You can't have a drink like just with dinner and then one after and then like be good. You have to no, like, because keep going strong. No, because like my f- fitness is so important to me. If I have like even just like every day, if I'm drinking alcohol, it does kill your it kills your hormones a little bit. If you're trying to trying to build muscle and keep your splits right, so like yeah. even if I'm just drinking regular old, uh, even if I'm drinking like low carb or. Um, like if I'm drinking whiskey or whatever, it kills my motivation because like I can't just sit and have one. Like I, I like to have at least two, so it relaxes me, gives me a little bit of a buzz. Um, and I find the next day that it kind of hurts me. So I don't know. I'm like inadvertently straight edge for. I mean, I would say most of the year while I'm being serious about training. That's kind of how it is. Mm, um. So speaking. My favorite- go ahead. Uh, yeah, my favorite thing definitely about fall is the beer layout. Like all the fall beers coming into effect is definitely the uh, high point for me for the fall. I almost look forward to fall in the beginning of summer. Yeah. Like, Damn, fall's almost here. Just got to get through summer. I do. I love fall. I think it's underrated. It definitely is. As a kid, because, like, like, it was shitty. It's, it's not even, yeah, it's not like, it's not deathly hot out. It's not, it's not a uh, numbingly cold out yet, so. Yeah, it's like that silver lining where everyone's just outside and still having a good time, and I just can't wait for all like the fall foods and beers to come into line. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be magnificent. Yeah, sorry, I had to sneeze. I muted. That's okay. Um, so <laughs> we were talking. I was talking about training a second ago. Um, that's gonna take us into our first topic. Uh, speaking of training, Mike Tyson has been training uh, quite a bit to get back in the. The ring, he's scheduled for an exhibition bout, I think, a couple months from now. Um, but he actually had a fight um, last week or a few days ago uh, against a fucking shark on Discovery Channel. Mm-hmm. So, True story. <laughs> I, I watched the clip um, before recording. I, I thought this was happening. This still hadn't happened yet. I wasn't even aware that it was Shark Week because, honestly, when I work, I just live under a rock for the most part. Um, but he already did it and he was supposed to like box a shark. That's, that's what he was supposed to fight a shark. That's what they were saying. And obviously, I mean, we knew that wasn't what it was going to actually be, but Mm -hmm. the clip is like garbage. Like he, all he did was grab the shark. Like it's white. What was the setup? Was he in a cage? No. Well, was it like a non-threatening shark? Or was it what kind of shark was it? They were like reef sharks, which I mean can can be aggressive. Um, mm. but they were like I guess probably down in like Bermuda or somewhere like that where there's a lot of uh, reef sharks, and they were just like he was sitting on the bottom, uh, while the sharks were feeding, um, with like you know a guide or whatever, and yeah. all you hear in the clip that I watched was like Mike, the shark is coming up behind you, and then he like grabs the shark. And when you grab sharks, like you can make them docile. Um, mm-hmm. You can like flip, kind of flip them upside down a little bit. I yeah. thought like this fucker would be getting in a cage, 
And, I mean, he's a crazy bastard. I thought maybe he'd be, like, fucking... They'd be chum in the water, and he'd be, like, punching a great white in the eye or something. In the, yeah, name, in the name of research. Yeah. <laughs> the name of research. What but, happens if Mike Tyson boxes a great white? <laughs> that's what they said. They were like, it's, Discovery said it's going to be in the name of research. So I was like, all right, well... I mean, I get, like, I kind of understand that because there's always that, like, that saying, like, if a shark comes up to you or you're in the water or whatever, you're supposed to punch it in the gills or punch it in the eyes. Right. So maybe they were just trying to prove this because Mike Tyson be throwing them heaters. And, I mean, this was kind of a letdown. I was really excited. Um, yeah. Is he, is he, like, was he get like putting in work or was this just like a little like, ah, split second of him just grabbing yeah ah, it was the weakest shit i've ever seen in my entire life it was a huge tease he did he did get in a cage with another diver down there they were in a cage for a little while and then they brought him up and then <clears throat> like four or five of them went down there free and they all had their poles and they were poking sharks the whole time and over time mike got more comfortable down there and he said he was he was trying to hold his emotions back because he said he was shitting bricks the whole time yeah and he said he used it as like an like an opportunity um to what's a conquer his fear or whatever or something like that he was equating it to getting back in the ring and fighting which i mean makes no sense to me but i mean get good for you mike i mean he, he's yeah, a he, weird cat he was doing something completely out of his comfort zone and that's right. what uh, a lot of people should do to like re-energize themselves yeah so it was a little I bit of a... had... god i thought he had like a pet shark or i guess he was just like a i know he's got a tiger but i thought he had like a shark tank too in his house he's a crazy fucker oh, i wouldn't yeah, put it past him i don't see him hopping in his shark tank no i don't i wouldn't do that shit i i i'm telling you right now I, there's no way i could do it it would freak me out too much you mean do what he did yeah, or even like even being in a tank, dude. No way. Or no. the cage situation. Or yeah, in a cage. I I don't think I could do it. I know people that have gone to like off the coast of Mexico and gone to like the Great White breeding grounds and and dove. You think I'm paying mm -hmm. thousands of dollars to get in a fucking rickety ass cage and dive with twenty foot fish? It's not yeah. happening. Well, the one guy that was helping him out, which wasn't very comforting, he had a fake arm and a fake leg, so that wasn't very reassuring if I was Mike. Uh, these fucking, these shark fuckers, these people that love sharks, always missing limbs. Always. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's a sign that you shouldn't love sharks so much. Or that, you, mm. you know, you, you can respect them and you can understand them. But if you're missing an arm and a leg, that means most likely you made the mistake more than once. Maybe you should stay on the boat. You know, it, it's mm -hmm. nuts. I follow these, a couple like conservationist guys um, on, on Instagram and stuff. And yep. they become like conservationists after they get attacked by the sharks. Like if I got attacked <laughs> by a shark, I would probably stick away from the water. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would probably just not go back in. You got to be a special, a of, special guy for that. A lot, a lot of people, I think they misconcept the area of where they're at and they think sharks are in every body of water but they're not i mean like you know a lot of like the deadly sharks aren't typically in the uh beach front area where people vacation or like i don't know people you know really just misunderstand uh the location of the majority of sharks like like if you're in australia that's when it's like all right let's be careful guys when we go out surfing or fishing because that's where you see, like, a lot of the majority of the uh, shark attack videos, you know? Yeah. Like, off the coast over there. But if, I, I mean, like, I'm I'm not even knocking, like, uh, the West Coast either. Like, uh, California. Like, they have, like, they have a number of uh, attacks over there as well. But if you know where you're at, like, you have an idea of the area around you, the, the region of water, then that's, you know you know that's how, that's how people are safe you know it's not like just blindly going out in the water wherever you're at yeah but um having an idea of where you're at in the region really is what i'm saying true um so yeah the the the, the shark thing shark week like is played out for me i remember as a kid like i used to love it um but moving forward they have uh shack on one night 
and Will Smith on another night. So I might tune in to see uh, what's going on with Shaq because I love Shaq. And I might check in uh, to see what's going on with Will Smith because that poor bastard has been going through it recently. So I'm going to check in and see if he's okay on the, on Discovery Channel. Um, our next topic is something I think we all uh, hold near and dear. The Philadelphia 76ers are horrible. And I, I wanted to talk about so, it. Not hiding just anything. Just be just very blunt. They're trash right out the gate. Straightforward about it. I like it. Yeah. They're bad. That's pretty much it. Yep. They're really bad. I and... appreciate the effort last night about versus the Raptors, though. Like, they went to the bitter end, but they gave up the lead. They had like an 11 point lead with about five minutes left in the, in the fourth. Yeah. And I, I know like uh, Tobias was out the whole time and Bede was out. Obviously, Ben Simmons has been out. I don't even think Al, Al was out. Al, Al, yeah, no, Al wasn't even play. in there. So it was all like the bench yeah. guys. Like we had Cork, Thibel, Richardson, fucking, um, what's Raul fucking Neto. Uh, my man put on a mean Euro step, though, to I take don't the lead. Care. Yeah. He's horrible. He's uh, bad. He's like here and there. He was like, he, he's like the Kyle Corver of today that played when when Corver was with us he's kind of like him because everyone had faith in Corver like sinking three balls like every to? time Corver yeah to to you're about you Cork? are you talking about the Rick Rick dude or are you talking about Corkmoss Corkmoss oh yeah I think you're putting some you're you're giving a backhand compliment to Corver dude I think that's disrespectful I don't think Corkmoss is as good as Corver was no, when but Corver was with us. Corver in his prime with the Sixers. What do you mean prime? I would, I he would take Corver over Cork. I think when he went to the Hawks, I'm talking about Corver. Yeah. When he went to the Hawks, he popped off, and then every Sixers get every Sixers fan, I think, was like, "Wow," because no, he did. I mean, he he did show up for a few games as a Sixer and really put in work, and then they were like. You know, the lackadaisical games, I think, where he just he hung back when he got got the ball and he, like, missed almost 70 to 80% of the threes he shot for. But, I mean, and I'm not, like, throwing a whole lot of shit on for that. But I think when he left and he went to uh, the, the Hawks, he just, like, put in 110%. And then I, just immediately became a prime player. I, I Corver when he was with the Sixers and everything, was a top three well-known player on the team. Like, if you talk, if you brought up the Sixers, you knew Kyle Korver. When you bring up the Sixers, your first four or five guys you say on that team, you're not thinking of Korkmaz. No, I mean, I would would put the ball in Korver's hand over. Uh, I would not think, I would not think Korkmaz in the first five or six guys, no. Your top three would be, like, Simmons, Embiid, and Harris. And back in the day... You would say AI Corver, and like I always remember Dallenberg. I don't know why you could say him too. Samuel Dallenberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Those were dark days, though. Like, those were dark Sixers days. They um, were. Or Chris Webber was there for a little bit. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just wanted to touch on this and say that I can't help but feel that the window is closing for these guys. Um, and this is a massive failed season and in turn kind of a failed experiment. Um, I don't think this roster works. I think they need to restructure some things, certainly. I think we need a, an actual small guard. Um, I don't know whether that means... Um, I hate to say this because I love Ben Simmons and I think he's a very talented excuse me, player, but I don't see us being able to keep... Simmons and Embiid. Um, if we do manage to keep both of them, then the coaching situation needs to change. Uh, I would obviously like to get rid of Brett Brown first, but for some reason, Elton Brand sucks him off. I, I don't know what it is, but he really likes Brett Brown. Um, so we're going to have to get rid of either Embiid or Simmons. And I think it'll probably... You think we have, we have to have major changes before like the end of... well. This season, I think we can like pretty much put put a wrap on at this point. I don't know. I mean, I mean Simmons I don't know. is hurt. I'm optimistic. Yeah, Simmons is hurt, so it's kind of a it's kind of a dicey uh, 
some dicey maneuvers we'd have to make to you know come out on top. But, I, I just think yeah. we missed the window. Mm-hmm. Our window to win is is closed. I mean, as soon as that Kawhi fucking bouncing triple doink fucking three pointer from the the right corner went in. I think our dreams of a championship for the next 10 years went down the fucking drain. I know that's bleak, but but when Jimmy decided to leave and then, you know, we decided to keep fucking Horford, I just, I don't know. It's bad. It's a real bad scene. It's a bad situation. Isn't this Horford's first season with them? No, Horford was there last year. No? Oh, he was? I swear this year was the first season he's on the team. No, I think we had him last year. We had him. I think we had Al last year. If I that's think. the case, then Horford's been around for two seasons. Harris has been around for two seasons. Simmons has only played two seasons. His first, he was out the whole year. And yeah. Embiid's here, been here for what, three or four? Or has he been around the same? Uh, Embiid's, well, last season was his first. No, last season was his second full season, I think. But, I mean, can you even count them? Because he was still injured. So, I don't know. I think you give them like another year or two if they can all financially play under those. I don't I don't think it's been been the plan's been implemented well enough. I think they need more time to gel. Yeah, but and for I, Simmons to get his game up. Yeah, but do you think yep. they do you think they have time to fuck with the roster enough to get the right pieces around those guys? Because they're locked into contracts right now that are going to keep Harris there and they're going to keep um I think Horford is supposed to stay. I mean, as far as his contract goes, like I don't know if if Jay Rich and Matisse are enough of you know actual coherent role players around the rest of the squad to keep things going. Because, like I said, Raúl Neto is fucking trash. Cork is trash. They're not. They're just not good enough to to rely on when the stars are out. You know, last night I looked at the starting lineup and I was like, there's no way we win this game. And regardless of how good they played, they lost in the clutch. And that's where your stars win you the games. So I think we should hold on. I think we should hold on to Al. Like if that's like if, if there's any if there's any argument against Al, I think it's that we should hold on to Al, I think, for one or two more seasons. Because he's like when it beads out and you know, Al, he, he's got the size. He's he's definitely, I'm not going to say aggressive, but he's there when he needs to be in the situation. So, and he's got, he's pretty quick on his feet for a big guy. So, I think I, Al Horford. He's just old. Yeah, I think on top of that, another point keeping him around would be he's great in the leadership role, and he's got good experience. He's great in the locker room. And on that point, I think Harris is the same way. Those guys are good guys in the locker room good atmosphere it's just an Embiid's the same way I don't know about Simmons but I think they all gel together but if you're gonna want a major change it's gonna have it like you said it's gonna have to happen soon before we lock more people down I mean as before the before the lockdown happened uh, the the locker room the Sixers locker room was by all of what I saw of what I heard from from media it was a mess because nobody felt like they were locked into their position besides, you know, Simmons obviously plays where he plays. But, like, Embiid and Horford didn't get along because, one, they have a rivalry from before when Horford used to shit on Embiid every time we played the Celtics. And, two, because they had to split time. When you have... Horford should be a starting center somewhere. Or... He he can't he can't play this backup center sometimes power forward role. If we're gonna keep Horford, keep Horford, trade and beat away for 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 quick, very capable perimeter shooting guards. I don't like the I don't like the big. I don't think we need two bit two bigs like that. Tobias is good where he plays, and. Embiid or Horford are fine to to play center. I don't. I really don't think we need both because we're pay, spending so much cap on them. Do you think we should go more for the LeBron thing when um he was winning? It'd be like LeBron and one other big, and then a bunch of shooters. Yeah, I really do because we don't have any shooting. Like every once in a while, you'll see a guy light it up, but like 
Tobias is spotty. Sometimes he shoots really well. Sometimes he doesn't shoot well at all. Jay Rich is a pretty good shooter, admittedly. But he has injuries staying, or he has issues staying healthy. And then, I mean, you have younger guys like, uh, fucking, what's his name? Burks, right? Yeah. He can shoot too, but, but he's not developed enough into that, oh shit, into that, I clicked my keyboard, into that role where, you know, he's going to get those looks every night. Um, and I mean, we, we don't think Cork is going to be like a, a name stay, right? Like, he's not going to be fucking Ray Allen. No, like we said with Corver, like he's not high on the depth chart, so he'll eventually probably move on. He'll yeah. find somebody else. He's replaceable. Yeah. So I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm very worried. I always tend to look at the, uh, I always tend to look at the, the darker, bleaker side of things as well. Um, but I think that's just from watching Philly sports and watching it all be a dumpster fire for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Phillies, like I'm watching the Phillies. I feel like these teams are just. Their teams, they're, the composition of the teams is structured so wrong because they're so strong in one area and so bad in others. Like, we have three scoring bigs. We have Horford. I don't care what people say. Simmons is a big, too. He's 6'11". I don't yeah. care that he's a guard. He's a, he's a big. And we have Embiid. And then you look at the Phillies, and we have some really strong starting staff, but the worst fucking bullpen... I've ever seen in oh, my, my entire God. life. Don't bring up that game. They're Do farmers. Game. These guys are <laughs> farmers. They don't belong in an MLB bullpen. You could take kids out of fucking high school and put them in the bullpen, and they would have more command and more control over their pitches. And the, the mismatches that, that we have in strengths and weaknesses in Philly sports, you know, besides, let's say, the Flyers right now, are so bad. These teams are structured so poorly. Mm -hmm. so, so let's backtrack to the game on Monday because we got to do it. Well, before so, you wait, before you go into the MLB, um, finish up on the NBA. So for the play for the bubble, they're adding guest rules. So they're allowing guests to come in now to watch. I saw that yeah. for the playoffs. You know what? So, so players will be allowed to bring in family and established, long-standing personal friends. Uh, players, player guests can quarantine in teams market for three days, travel to Orlando, and then again for four days, or travel directly to Orlando and quarantine seven days there. Each player is allowed one ticket per playoff game for a guest, plus an additional admission for a child, 32 inches and a blow. That sucks for all the 33 inchers. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, and they're not allowed in bubble. Or people, these are for people um, not allowed in the bubble. So, someone the player has not previously met in person or has only had limited in person interactions known by the player only through social media or an intermediary. So, no make a wish kids or Instagram whores. Yeah, that's what all the comments been like no side pieces. There's no IG there, thoughts. There was like a story that broke out in Seattle's football camp for the Seahawks. There was a player that snuck in some girl disguised as a player into his hotel suite and he got kicked off the team wow it was like some some db oh i saw that i saw that today yeah yeah and all that was sent out by um the bubble stuff for uh what's his name waj yep goat mm. um so while we're Whoa. still on sports, I mean, the rest of the show is pretty much sports. We only have two more topics after uh, we do this next segment, which is locks of the week. So I was cold again last week. I think I was one and two. You guys were both two and one. Um, I was also one and two. Oh, you are? Yeah, I was. The, the, the random coyote pick worked out for me, but the city game fucked me, and then the, the Blazers have been hot, so they screwed me over too. Yeah. I was I took what was it Matt the over for the Phillies game uh, you against had the, the Yankees yeah you had the Flyers winning and the Clippers covered but the Phillies game yeah. stayed at nine and you had over nine and a half so you got shafted that sucks they dude. were literally I mean it, it was like bottom it was bottom of the ninth or no it was top of the ninth because this was technically a home Phillies game if that's yeah yeah it was fun it was a home Phillies game and. Yankees are at bad. I think they're two outs. Man on base. Man on base. I think it was second. 
and they just like shit the bed. Of course, I'm happy the Phillies won, but I was like, God damn it! I could have picked up the three right there. Yeah, I could have I could have skunked my locks. It was at nine for from the seventh, like top of the seventh. There were three innings they could have made one run. Yeah, they could have. Yeah. Um. But oh well. So Evan, quick question: mm. Have you? Do you have an? Did you develop a new technique of uh, lock picking this week, or are you? Uh, are you sticking, or I don't know, like are you sticking with your uh, uh, decision making process, or did you like tweak it a little bit? I'm tweaking. Um, like I said last week, I've been kind of hot, like on my parlays. I'm only missing by a leg. Like this week's this week's strategy was six leg parlays, four dollars each, and try and keep the odds up around like plus twelve, plus thirteen hundred. Um, stuff that I'm really confident in. Yesterday I hit. I hit two and just missed by by one leg on each. So what I do in those parlays is I'm a parlay guy. It's like it's how I like to gamble because it's low risk, high reward typically um, if you're confident. So I pick these obscure games. I usually live bet one or two like uh, lower league European soccer matches. So um, I was telling Matt this yesterday. I had like a couple. I had like two Swedish teams, two Scottish teams. Um, some basketball and some baseball and, oh, and hockey. And I only missed one each time. So today with my strategy, um, I decided that I was going to take some weird, some weird picks. Um, so I'm going to just go ahead and say mine. Um, I have the Rays versus Red Sox. Uh, that's Rays money line at minus 160. The Rays have been playing really well. Um, I actually kind of like them to beat the Sox tonight. I'm kind of feeling it. Um, I have mm-hmm. IFK Goatberg, uh, Goatborg versus FF Kalmar. IFK's money line is plus 145. Um, FF Kalmar was plus 165. So, I mean, I- I'm liking, I'm liking Goatborg, but we'll have to see what goes on. That's Swedish. That's the Al Svenken. Um, and then I have the Trailblazers to cover minus to, to cover minus nine, so they're a nine point favorite. I have them covering uh, at minus one ten. I think I think Dame should should go crazy again, but maybe not. Who knows? Interesting. Yep. How about you guys? Mm-hmm. Trevor, you can do yours. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have uh, Canadians versus Flyers. Flyers money line minus one fifty nine. Uh, I have high faith. Above all the other Philly teams right now, Flyers is my most confident team that will uh, uh, make it. I think we were playing, uh, we were playing Tampa Bay, and I think it was our second goal that we scored. And one of the announcers was like, "These guys are winning the cup this year." So I was like, "Oh my god!" It's like when you hear things like that, and you're, when you watch your own team, you almost like lose it completely. But yes, Flyers Benny line minus one fifty nine. Clippers money line against Thunder. Uh, I was telling you guys, I really couldn't find the spread for these uh, uh, basketball and uh, baseball games for tomorrow, so I don't know what was going on. They've been weird, but I said, yeah. I mean, they're probably. I mean, <laughs> they probably just released them. I wouldn't be surprised. But Clippers, I think, are the hidden sweat team right now. A lot of people are saying that uh, Lakers are going to win it all this year, but. Uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, I think, are still like very key players when it comes to uh, this um, playoffs that are in right now. And Kawhi's got a sick game, and Paul George does as well. Uh, so I just took based off of that info, and I took the Red Sox Yankees game uh, Sox uh, money line. This is this is just a blind pick. I mean, I just want to see like what happens when I make a pick like this. I, I, like, I'm sure. I mean, the Yankees might. Um, they might smoke him. They might take it to a nail biter. The Sox might just have this triumphant lead out from like out of nowhere. So we'll see. We'll see. Those are my picks. I'd say the Red Sox are underdogs there because Yankees are twelve and six, and the Sox are six and twelve. So you might be exactly there. So it might be good odds. That's why I called it a blind pick. <laughs> I'm not like taking any. I didn't do any research on that one. It's like, you, know you, you, just, you just saw it and had a feeling in your gut, and you knew that was the one. And now they're going to win, yeah. Yeah, that's what I had for a couple of mine. 
So my first one, I got the Islanders plus one and a half versus the Caps. They're one at, they're one and zero right now in the series. Capitals are favored in the second game to get redemption, but I think the Islanders will keep it in one, maybe even win. Um, Magic Pelicans tonight over to twenty six and a half. Big Zion score. He hasn't even been playing that much anyway. So, and they're already out of the playoffs, so the game means nothing. So we'll see if they hit the over or not. And then tomorrow, Champions League quarterfinals, Bayern Munich versus Barcelona. I'm going with Barcelona winning that one. Um, it's just Messi, the Messi effect. I think he'll have um, Messi effect. four or five years ago when they play each other. I think Messi will pop off and they'll, they'll take him out. Plus, it's only a one game. It's a one and done. It's not two-legged. So I think one game of Messi is just enough to win it for him. Yeah. And those are mine for the week. Awesome. Um, so we're at half an hour. Um, I wanted to quick discuss uh, some of what's going on with my or with the uh, NCAA college football. Um, so I have on the rundown college football is canceled. Will the NFL follow suit? But Matt alerted me that two of the four big conferences, five, five, five yeah, okay, so are choosing to push through yeah so we got the big 10 and the pac 12 have decided that they will postpone the season until the spring which they put together would be mid-february to the end of april and playoffs pushing into may which sounds horrible to me by the way and then on the other hand you have the big 12 sec and acc all saying they're going to keep what was already agreed on and push with the fall season so i I was looking at some tweets and somebody compared the location of like the conferences where they're based. You have the three that want to play most are all in the South. The big 10 is in the Midwest mostly and parts of the East coast. And then the PAC 12 is all West coast for the most part. And they compared the teams wanting to play and the teams not wanting to play to the midterm election map of 2018. Now the PAC 12 area is pretty much all democratic with the big 10 also being mostly democratic and then you have the other three conferences on the south being mostly conservative yep so that's a that's a different take you can think about it on conservatives be more wanting schools back and kids to go back to school and things go back to normal while on the democratic side it's covid protect yourself at all costs let's wait for everything and be done with it at when it's okay for a vaccine to come out. So I don't know what you guys' take on that is or what. Well, it's just, I I figured that would be the case. Um, And I mean, you know how ICC country is. It's a lot of fucking rednecks. Uh, I'm not going to parse my my words there. Um, It's mostly rednecks who have nothing to live for besides, you know, college football and NASCAR. Um, like I said, if, if you see the SEC, if you see SEC football canceled, the suicide rates down there will fucking skyrocket. Because without without Bud Lights and Bama on fucking uh, on fucking Saturday, you know, there's nothing there's nothing to do. Um, so I don't really want to see everything canceled. To be honest with you, I, I would like to see everybody play. Um, but if we're not going to get everybody playing, then uh, you know. What's the point of the fucking national championship? I know an SEC team wins it all, you know, every fucking year, but I just, if you're not going to have everybody playing, then the sanctity of the, of the entire, you know, championship tournament is like, it's, it's blown. Like it's blown to shit for me. Um, Dabo Sweeney thinks the opposite of that. He said the championship is just as valuable as it would be if everybody was there. You're still playing for the same thing. And the rules haven't changed. It doesn't matter who you're going up against. The title's a title. Do you do you believe that or no? Oh, I'm heated that Ohio State's not playing. That's that what I mean, that though. That pisses me off, and that pisses everybody off there. But they're a competitive team. They're a great team. The players want to play. Every player, or not every, I shouldn't say every player, but the majority of players and coaches across the whole country in every conference, not just the Power Five conferences that have the biggest voices, want to play. Of course. And it comes down to liability issues and down the line, if somebody gets sick, they're facing a lawsuit, which I can understand, but at the same time, like they, they don't care about the sport. They just care about their pockets and their the reputation of the 
of the school and the organizations involved. If you were, if you're going to send kids back to school, there's no reason for these guys not to be able to play. And I've changed my tune here a little bit. Um, but I, I, I truly don't understand why you can, you can have kids back on campus draining their fucking wallets for tuition and housing and room and, room and board and not let, these go, not, not let the fucking college football teams play. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. The one thing they did to combat, combat that argument on Ohio State's campus, they're making kids have to take COVID tests to stay on campus or else they'll get kicked off if that's, they refuse. That's how they're doing it at Penn State, too. I know a couple of people, a couple of my buddies are going back to school and they have this, to do the same thing. I don't know if it's going to be a daily routine or like a, a bi-weekly thing or what, twice a week or whatever. That will but you're, cost you're constantly so much gonna money. Get swapped. Yeah, there's no point in coming back. But for the sake of making a point against the opposition's argument, like whatever, just being in spite. Yeah, I hear you. So all of this wishy-washy stuff makes me curious to see what we're going to see with the NFL. Do you guys think I, – I just had this thought maybe – or probably a couple of days ago. Do you guys think, mm-hmm. oh, excuse me, we have a chance of seeing an abbreviated season? Of the NFL? Yeah. Or do you feel about college football? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say uh, the plan they have right now is going to stick, and I don't think they're going to modify it all. Because Agreed. I'll say this. I, I think I said this once, but I'll say it again. College football is college football, and the NFL is the NFL. I think you know it's. I mean, it's, it sucks that they they did this with the uh, college football, but two different universes. I think you know, one is one is you know, school football, and the other is a pro league. But I don't think no, absolutely not. I don't think that they're going to. Um, I mean, the preseason stuff you kind of saw coming firsthand because they wanted to prolong uh, regular season games as much as they can without cutting them or doing anything like that. So, but the training camps are up and running. So the players are obviously coordinating together with the staff, coaching, medical, everything. So they're all, you know, being tested and whatnot. Um, I don't have any belief that they're going to make any kind of cancellation to the league itself. Uh, Cause that would just, that, that, that'd be catastrophic, you know? Yeah. Uh, the amount of money these organizations have is insane in the NFL. So they can afford to pay all these health health cares and that because Hard Knocks came out Tuesday, which this season they're following the Rams and the Chargers. So the first time they were following two teams simultaneously in a season. So you're getting the view of two training camps and what they've gone through. They did four weeks of Zoom calls strictly. And the first two weeks of training camp they do in person is minimal contact, no throwing of the football, and no pads. So they're literally crawling right now to get through this this bullshit of this. Daily tests for everybody there. And the Rams specifically built like a 80-yard tent like set up outside the facility with an outdoor weight lifting area, a, white, a big-ass whiteboard for meetings. This is just so they don't have to change the inside of anything, which is smart. They're using their space efficiently. And the Chargers are doing similar things. So every organization is going through and using their creative parts of their brains to get this shit done the best way possible while keeping the integrity of the football season the same as it's always been. Okay, so while I agree with you, I don't think we'll see any type of abbreviated schedule. There obviously exists the same risk there is with the MLB with the traveling. It is entirely possible that a game gets postponed because of, um, because of a positive test. You know, um, especially if they're doing the daily tests. I'd say there's probably there's got to be at least a twenty five percent chance that something like that happens if you're traveling all over the country. It's just impossible for there not to be a, a positive test. There's no there's no way it won't happen. I think they can get away with it because the way the NBA has done it, you take everything, everything, every mode of transportation you are taking is organized by your the organization, whether it's a charter flight or team buses. You're constantly with the same people every day. 
when you're going to and from training camp, you're not seeing anybody but your close family. I think, and if you're getting tested daily for months before the season even starts, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, but these guys are still going to air. They're still going to airports. Yeah, I understand that, but I don't mm-hmm. think they. I don't think they'll be in close contact with anybody. I don't think so either. But it's the NFL has the same model as the MLB here, as far as the traveling everywhere goes. The reason that the the NBA doesn't have any positive tests is because it's a full fucking lockdown, right? Same same with hockey. Same thing, full lockdown. Um. So I I don't think that there's no chance that we don't see a little bit of uh, I think shit could be a little bit more scuffed than you guys are thinking. Um Oh, of course, it's not 100% certain that nobody's going to catch anything, but I just think because the NFL is the biggest um sports or league in the world, I would say the most profitable that they're going to make sure they have a season. No, I, I, yes, I, I agree. I, I think so too. I, and like I said, I don't think we'll see an abbreviated season. I was just trying to play devil's advocate a little bit, yeah. um, because I think, I just think that there's so much um, leagues can't account for. Like, uh, who knows? I don't, I don't know what the state of our country is even going to look like by the time we're halfway through the fucking NFL season. Joe Biden might be president. Never disgusting know. thought to be honest never know man um so that's uh we're at like 41 um that's pretty much everything we wanted to talk about was there anything else should we bring up Go ahead. Should we bring up the phillies game which one i just wanted out the one we played monday against bridge i just want to do a small recap go ahead recap that and then we were going to talk about the fall and winter sports potentially pushed back into spring and summer oh yeah mm-hmm so it was Monday. We played the Braves. Final score was thirteen to eight, which it shouldn't have been because it should have been thirteen to one, starting in the ninth, top of the ninth, with the Braves at bat when we switched pitchers from Aaron Nola to uh, Vlasquez, I believe it was. Uh, might not have been, but Aaron Nola the entire game, pumping gas down the home plate from the mound, just pumping gas. I mean, he could not have thrown a better – I mean, he probably can't throw a better game, but that was an awesome game for pitching for Aaron Nola. He steps out for the night. I would have just kept him in just to finish the game up. He's like, all right, we have 13 more of these guys. Let's just be secure because he's, you know, been throwing dimes all day long. Let's keep him the ninth and just call it right after the day. Nope. Our bullpen has no idea what they were doing. They switched them out with someone who couldn't pitch that day. They got seven runs, seven runs in the ninth. Yep. We came out and closed it, but they almost made it a nail-biter. Unbelievable. It's horrible. It's just horrible. Every game is like that. It's just fucking... I'm tired of it. Sucks. It does suck. It really does. So, uh, quick, let's uh, talk about the possibility of these fall sports being pushed to the spring. We, we did quickly uh, mention it before, but Matt, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, before that, I was just looking on Twitter. The Grizzlies clinched uh, one of the play-in game spots. Yes. So, if Portland wins tonight, they'll play each other. I saw so that. that. Just wanted to confirm that. Um, okay. So, it, like, if the if football and winter sports... We're talking about college basketball too. Yep. So all that gets pushed to the spring, right? We don't have a March Madness, or a March Madness would be pushed into the summertime. I would cry. Which would suck, but come that summer, could you imagine a summer March Madness? Yeah, that would probably with, be pretty lit. With no classes. Yeah. If you're a, if you're like on campus in the summer, could you imagine the scenes? In those college bars, no, that'd probably be cool. But that's that's looking on the bright side, and like if we're looking realistically, like I don't think it would work. I don't either. Because if we're looking more on the football side, so if the SEC, ACC, and um, Big Twelve all stay true to their word and go through with the season, 
there becomes a champion? What the hell would happen with the Big Ten and Pac-12 in the spring? Would there be a spring champion? Right. Would the other conferences play in the spring as well? And if you're a high-profile player for those big schools, do you even play in the spring and risk injury before the draft? No, nah, you just declare and start training for the combine. So then that brings up the point of when we talked about a couple months ago about the NBA and the bubble and all the, and like, is the level of play going to be there? Yeah. That's the same thing we could say for college football. Like Probably not. High, that's, mm. that's what I mean. Like, why would you even do this? Just cancel it for good. If you're going to cancel it, cancel it. If you're not, let them play like normal. There's no communication. I think they didn't have like, especially with football. They didn't, they should have sat down before they came out with a big decision like they just did. Like, why would you not all to sit down and say, all right, we're going to collectively make one decision on what we're going to do. No, they, they did. So like all the conference or all the, all the conferences had meetings with the presidents and the presidents voted on it. The big 10 specifically, it was 14 to two, no to yes to have the season. And then the five commissioners of each conference met and they, they talked and they all agreed to play. And then five or six days later, the Big Ten and Pac-12 all of a sudden decide they're not going to play for some reason. Right. But the other for three, for some reason, that's, like, I don't. And then that's what everybody doesn't understand. Like, why? Why would two of those five conferences say no, and the other three say yes? I mean, that's it's not. I can't imagine. I can't imagine like the commissioners just were like sitting there in like their chairs, just thinking, "Well, maybe we shouldn't play." No, something definitely happened. It's got to come. Wanna... I think it comes down to personal politics. If you and, and if you're a player at Ohio State or USC or Oregon or one of those schools in those two conferences, it, and you decide to transfer, like, what's the policy on that? Can you transfer to one of those schools now? Because the transfer policy now is like you have to get waived onto the team and like sit out for a certain amount of time. Yeah, right. Quite a bit of time, actually. Yeah, you have yeah. to miss like at least half the season. It's a mess. It's a big shit show that nobody knows what's going on, and the the communication isn't fully there, and we're it's all around a virus that nobody knows what's going on. Whether it's it's obviously something we've never seen before, but it's also pretty much the flu. If yeah. I make it, if I make one day without hearing the words COVID nineteen or coronavirus, that's a good day. I did it a couple weeks. <laughs> I did it actually a couple days ago. I went the whole day without even thinking about it. No, I didn't even think like I I don't I don't even I really try not even think about it anymore. It's just like hearing the words, oh, yeah. or like even like hear the words like social distancing or anything like that. Well, we like, can't enjoy our world without even without bringing it up. Like it's the excuse yeah. for for the reason why everything's shitty. So well, why most things are shitty at least. So I would I would I don't try to bring it up if I'm ever in like a if it, as like a topic as a normal topic of conversation if I'm ever talking with someone like I really don't bring it up. Yeah. Like, because it's just like it's the same ramble. It's the same. It's the same rambling. You know. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. It's, you know, but why even bring it up anymore? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I stay true to my point. Once November hits, bro, you're gonna see change for this, I, for this virus. I think you'll see change even before November. I think it'll start to it'll shit will start to fizzle a little bit. I think even now. Do you think once schools start? No, I think it'll get really bad when school starts. It'll like all the hype will ramp back up. Schools will close, and then as soon as schools will close, you'll you'll hear about it for another two weeks, and then it'll fizzle, and it'll just be all about fucking election. Well, I think it'll come down to those first two weeks of schooling. Like you'll get numbers for cases rising in those age groups. Yeah, they're gonna rise. That's but we all know that, right? Well, I'm saying, what if it doesn't? Oh, it's it's going to. It has to. If it's legitimate, but, then it has to. But the death chance at at our age and for kids younger is like point zero zero one. Oh, the, I'm not saying the death. The, I'm not saying the death rates will rise, but, the, but that's the what infection. the media promotes. They promote the cases while the numbers should be focused on the deaths. Yeah. If you there's plenty of content out there of people that have had the virus explaining their situations and how the symptoms work. And they're all, I was sore, coughing, whatever. I stayed in bed for the week, did myself quarantine, and I was back. And but, you, you don't hear anybody get reinfected. Right, but, but 
what you also have to consider is the fact that some people are still dealing with I mean these people are are obviously not not super healthy most of them the ones that are dealing with um like aftermath from the virus th- that's the thing that I think scares people the most because there are still people that are like having issue breathing 3 months after you know having covid or you know whatever the fuck there's a bunch of that and there's a bunch of you know actually scientifically <sighs> researched things that that state you can have lasting side effects but there's no there's no hard number to say there's no hard percentage of people that are experiencing this and there's no science behind it to prove it why it's happening it's just some people deal with that the after effects some people get it have a symptom for a day and then don't ever feel it again also this virus is hitting harder in minority communities well that's because the healthcare in minority communities is typically poor and most of those minority communities in in bad areas are usually in blue states, which are the areas that have the most problems with these rioting issues and looters. Chicago's constantly having looters. Today, there was the Ronald McDonald house was looted. People are stealing. Oh, people are stealing um, kids' meal toys, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I think we end there. We ended on that. Yeah, it's it's all interconnected. It's an interconnected issue, and a podcast like this is not where we're going to solve these problems, but they're problems nonetheless. But a conversation is being had, and there's people listening that can input their own opinions, or they can just click off and be like, whatever. Yeah. And that's the good thing of America. You listen to things in the world, and you make your own decision on what you want to believe, sure. which is which is what this country is built on. Agreed. Alright, on that note, thank you everybody for listening to the 37th installment of the Post 20 Podcast. If you want to follow us, follow us at Post 20 Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating and review. Let us know what we need to improve on. And um, other than that, uh, have a good weekend, guys. Hope to see you next week. Go football.